you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm, I am David Stolowitz. We're picking up the mail here at 2781 21st Street. And we have, wow, two different letters from Child Support Services. One in Napa and one in West Sacramento. Apparently somebody here hasn't been supporting their love child. Naughty, naughty man ears. Anyway, welcome to Watch and Learn. Um, this is the weekly open mic. I'm guest hosting for Capital Pilcrow today, uh, where you have exciting rainy day comedy for you from San Francisco's up and coming finest. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of uh, depression here in San Francisco as of late because of all the dark times and events we find ourselves surrounded with. So last night, uh, in the mission and the hate, I was hearing a lot of dark sets. And uh, you know what? Dark humor may be morbid, but sometimes it makes a great coping mechanism. So if any of you guys here in the studio want to try dark humor today, feel free. No condemnation. I don't like when people say no judgment because you never hear about anybody judging somebody positively, right? Nobody's ever like... Oh, I heard what you said today, and you know what? Um, I thought you said it so nicely. It was so well done. <laughs> I felt so judged. <laughs> um, things are a little crazy here at the station. It looks like an Ophite sect set up their dark temple here, and uh, the walls are covered with literal demons. Solomon's 72 from the Goetia. Just what we needed to spice things up. I love Pam's taste in decorating. Really, I do. She she knows how to pick them. Anyway, uh, let me see. Thank you. What's your name? What's here? Hi, Bianca. Hey, comedians, can you hear me out in the studio? Yeah? Okay. Um, I'm going to open things up a little bit. Uh, rather than run back and forth between the microphone and stuff, um, I'm just going to stay back here. I'm not stuck behind a screen permanently, really. Um, would somebody like to give me a mic check? Hello, hello. Can somebody jump up on stage and give me a mic check? Please, please. Hello, hello. I oh, know, everybody's so important. <laughs> Testing, testing. Testing, yeah, okay, that sounds pretty good. Okay, um, it's seven minute sets today, and uh, bonus challenge, try a dark set. Um, Ryan Schooley, you are up first, sir. Oh, you can barely hear you. You can't? How about now? Can you hear me now? No. Can you hear me? That's the point. Yeah, but there's not from a speaker. <sighs> How about now? Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Fucking assholes. All right. Everybody give Ryan a hand. <laughs> All right. We are we are kicking it off, guys. This is a uh, this is a lot of fun. We because we were all just talking right in there, and now we're still talking. Except I have a microphone. It's pretty cool. Good times. A lot of yelling. Good times, though. Um, yeah, man, open mics. It's the thing. I, I like open mics. I've been doing open mics for a while. Uh, I feel like open mics are a really good way to get blunt feedback on your physical appearance. That's that's mostly what I've been getting at open mics uh, the last few years. Uh, 
I got I got an interesting. I got called up in an interesting way the other day. Uh, an open mic host introduced me as a vegan Wolverine, which apparently that's that's what I look like. Vegan Wolverine, good times, yeah. Which I'm I'm cool with. You know, I feel like that's a cool like superhero persona to have. Vegan Wolverine. It's like you go out uh, by day. I work in software. At night, I go out. I look evil in the eye. I explain the benefits of a plant-based diet. That's how Vegan Wolverine gets down, you know? Clench the fist instead of the claws, just three long stalks of celery pop out and I'm ready to fucking party. That's how Vegan Wolverine gets down. Oh, this is this is so weird. Um, <laughs> uh, did not plan this out great. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan. I, I don't like... Uh, I don't, I don't like motivational quotes. I'm not a big fan of motivational quotes. Uh, I feel like, because I feel like all these quotes, everyone just generally talks about the good parts about following your dreams. Nobody talks about the bad parts, you know? Like my least favorite inspirational quote of all time, it's uh, by Wayne Gretzky. It's you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take, right? Yes, you, you know it. You were mouthing it. Miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Gets you fired up at first, but the more you think about it, what's worse than missing 100% of the shots you don't take? Taking 100 shots, missing all of them. That is substantially worse. I, I feel like Gretzky only said that because he was good at hockey too. Like, If Gretzky was like dog shit at hockey, if he missed 100 shots in a row, that, would be, that, would, that quote would be become an accountant. That's what when Gretzky, that's his life advice that he would pass on to you. Um, hell yeah, guys. Uh, my, uh, a friend of mine, friend of mine recently proposed to his girlfriend. That's a thing he did. He proposed to his girlfriend. He did it in a shitty way though. It was a bad proposal. Like what he did is he rented the airplane to sky right, marry me. That's, that's how he, he proposed to his girlfriend and she loved it. I thought it was selfish. I thought it was a selfish way to propose to your girlfriend because while you, well, while he was sharing the special moment with his girl, dozens of other men, they were just walking through the city innocently. They have to look their girlfriend in the eye and be like, that is not for you. That is a, a sky writing for another woman. And <laughs> I feel like if, uh, if you propose by sky writing, marry me, and it doesn't work out, like she should get to divorce you by skywriting, we should see other people. Like I feel like that's just how it should, because, and that's a cool thing, because unlike the marry me thing, like with skywrite, we, uh, we should see other people, you could be ending bad relationships all throughout the city. That could be somebody's out right there, you know? You could, you could I don't know, that was a riff. It, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll keep working it out. Um, I'm I'm dating somebody. I'm I'm dating a girlfriend. Uh, I'm dating I'm dating my girlfriend actually. So a specific girlfriend could have been anyone's girlfriend. I'm dating mine though. Um, <laughs> uh, my uh, my girlfriend's cool. My I'm actually dating a black woman. It's pretty dope. Um, she uh, is, is yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> It's hard to go from like, because I need, I need you to know that she's black for the joke to work, but it's like, it's hard. the first sentence after my girlfriend is black is never going to be a good one. It's just, it's just um, but my girlfriend is black. Um, 
she uh, she's very she's proud you know she's proud of her heritage she uh, she went to this event called the Black Joy Parade in Oakland it's a great event she was excited she got this free sticker that she was pumped about uh, so excited that she put that sticker on our very front window of our apartment so everybody walking by could see uh, that window happens to be my home office. So if you walk by my building on a weekday, you're going to see two things. You're going to see a sticker that says black and proud. <laughs> then you will see me on my laptop. Those are the two things that you're going to see together. It's jarring. It's some, some cognitive dissonance for you. You know, It's like uh, seeing the phrase, si se puede, and Michael Sarah pops out. Nobody, nobody knows what to do. People just walking <laughs> on the street confused and frustrated. Like, he is not black. He is not proud. He is neither of those things. Um, hell yeah. Seven minutes. Uh, uh, San Francisco. People shitting on the streets. I saw, uh, I saw someone... All right. I saw... A, human shit on the street that somebody slipped in is that like a very normal thing to see in san francisco is that no okay i i i saw it once i saw it and I, I did this joke at piano fight and everybody was like yeah that's sam that's yeah that's this is what every day is like here why are you talking about this but all right, i'll do the joke for you guys i um <laughs> i was uh, i was in san francisco I, I just moved here i lived here for two months i saw at that point, the most San Francisco thing I'd ever seen. Um, I saw human shit on the street that another human clearly stepped and slipped into. That's That was what I saw. And uh, I mean, I took a picture of it because that it cheers me up. It makes me feel good, you know? Like, I, <laughs> I smile every time I think about it because whenever, you know, I'm having a hard time in San Francisco when I miss a bus when I miss my friends from home, I could just look at that picture and I immediately know for one moment of one day, somebody hated the city more than I did. And that is an incredible, all right. That's my time, thanks. Ryan Schooley, everybody. Sorry I was in a bad mood and stuff. Um, we have a lot of drama going on around the city and here at the station where we are getting locally impacted by the opioid epidemic. Um, it's funny, you know, this was supposed to be a, a community effort, but usually it just ends up with Pam doing all the work. And I jump in after it's too little and too late and try to stick a Band-Aid on a giant gaping wound. Um, please donate to support your uh, local open mic scene and this uh, bastion of free speech and uh, libertarian thought. Even two bucks will help. There's a little uh, slot up there you can stick it in next to the two uh, apples that look like balls. Nothing phallic about that. Okay, um, next up we have Dan Aguanaga. Give him a hand. I Thank appreciate that. Uh, not apologizing to me. I'm not taking that as an apology to me, but it takes a, it takes a man seriously to admit when he was in a bad mood and I respect that. So thank you. Hey guys, good vibes here, right? Hey, waving. Uh, let's see. I got married in February and uh, it's been going lovely. Uh, what I really like about being married to my wife is she really, she truly accepts 
every weird thing about me. Uh, does anyone sleep talk here by chance? No. Yeah. See, it's a weird thing. Yeah. I would make that face too. If, if, yeah, it's, it's, it's an embarrassing thing. It's not so bad when the person knows you and they're used to it, but sleep talking when you're having a sleepover with a lady that you've known for about two hours is definitely a lot weirder. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, they just don't know how weird you are. Uh, true story. I once was um, having a sleepover with a, a lady during my single days, and uh, I woke up, and she looks over at me like she had just seen a ghost. I'm like, what's up? And she's like, we need to talk about what you said to me last night. I was like, shit, what did I say? Looks at me dead on in the eyes, goes, you told me you loved me. Girl I just met that night, told her I loved her overnight without knowing it. And I was flabbergasted, you know, I didn't know what to, what to do. I was lost for words. I was just sort of like, I, uh, I, uh, don't. That was it. Crisis averted. Yeah. No, I am married now. That was the punchline, by the way, if anyone was curious. Uh, <laughs> anyways, what else can we talk about? Um, no, I'm married Never been on any of the dating apps. The marriage kind of has something to do with that. But um, no, there's just too many to choose from, I think. You know, I wouldn't know which one to choose if I were single. Like, I know the obvious ones. There's a Tinder, original one, right? Uh, Bumble's the one where the girl messages you for the dick pic. And uh, let's see, what else? There's like Hinge. Uh, there's one called Coffee Meets Bagel, which I'm guessing is for black men trying to meet Jewish women. Is that not what it is? No? Okay. Yeah, I can never I can never join that one, unfortunately. I prefer Christians. Um, um, no, but uh, one thing I noticed about straight dating app names, they are all trying to sound really cute. You know, they all have like a cute name, like Bumble, Bzz, Hinge. Like there's, there's something like rom-com-y about it. You don't really see that with gay dating apps, you know, like Grindr. That's pretty self-explanatory. It sounds even more brutal. It sounds like a slaughterhouse, if you ask me, grinder, which in some respects it is. <sighs> Lots of meat being torn apart there. Uh, let's see, that was a nice little riff. What else do I want to talk to you about? Okay, let's make this like a workshop thing. I'm going to try some new stuff, okay? And I'm looking at you, Sabrina, because I need like your okay or not okay on this, okay? Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. It's not like, it's not awful. It's just that it deals with transgender people. And I'm super happy, obviously, for transgender people. I have nothing against them. I'm glad that they're finally getting the rights that they deserve and getting accepted. But I can't help but be a little jealous of you guys because, wrong pronoun, by the way, sorry, you guys. But uh, you guys can choose, you guys could change your gender if you want to. And yet, I still can't change my birthday. I was born the day after Christmas, and I hate it. I hate it. I get, no, you don't get that? Like, a lot of people born around Christmas were kind of just forgotten, you know? I'm, what I'm trying to say is, is, like, if I wanted to chop off my dick and then add a pair of boobs and then change my name to, like, Strawberry Lemonade uh, Mutiny Radio Jalapeno... I could, but if I wanted to change like a three to an eight on my birth certificate, 
the government's like, oh, Dan, there are rules here. Let's let's relax. Okay, I'm I'm looking at your face. It's okay. Hey, we're trying out new material, guys. You know, thought I'd get you with the coffee meets bagel, <laughs> get you on my side. Think like, hey, this guy is cool. And then you gotta try new stuff. So it's okay. We're trying new stuff. So Sabrina, no, that's a that's a no on the. Uh, you don't think so? The whole like uh, the premise of. Uh, that I can't change my birthday, but I can change my gender. Like, that's not making fun of transgender people. That's just... Don't change your gender, change your gender right. Gender no, are you kidding me? I'm very thick-skinned. I, I brought this up for a reason. Like, I want to try... I'm trying out new stuff. Like, you know, it happens. That's what you got to do. Um, and I had a bit, another part of that joke where I'm like, in order to have this, like, happen to change my birthday, do I need to go... Because you're talking about self-expression, right? So I need to go, do I need to go into a government office and be like, listen, I know I was born December 26, but I feel more like a May 2nd. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah, see, not that either. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, that's totally cool. What do you think, Ryan? <laughs> Just kidding, you don't have to answer that. Uh Anyways, so let's move on from that. But listen, I have a shitty birthday is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and I don't know. I don't have the shittiest birthday, though. 9-11 birthdays definitely are the shittiest birthday. Like, when 9-11 happened, I was like, oh, Jesus and I are birthday bros. Let's do this. Like, I, 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 I definitely warmed up to that after that. Because 9-11 birthdays are easily the worst birthday. Easily. Like, they're the literally the 9-11 of birthdays. Uh, and... I don't know. It's just, I just feel like they're forgotten on their birthday. And uh, I could just imagine, actually, no, I'm not going to do it. I've already lost you guys. <laughs> I've totally already lost you guys. Let me do something like a PG joke or not PG, just something not crazy. Um, let's see. My name is Dan. We all know that, right? Dan is my name. And I used to hate it my name being so bland, right? It even almost sounds like the name bland, bland and Dan, uh, because my family's from Brazil and no one would believe me when I said I was from Brazil. Uh, but it does work out really well with like white privilege. Like when my first name is, when your first name is Dan and you just have a weird last name, like that's how people see you. They don't see you as Brazilian. My brother Antonio doesn't have the same issue. Like basically if a racist met him, you know, I'm going to work on this too, guys. Who's, uh, who's next? I set it up for you real good. All right. Thanks a lot, you guys. Dan Aguinaga, everybody. All right. We're, we're chilling down, relaxing here at 2781 21st Street. And uh, come on by. Join us in person. There's, I'd say there's always good shows here, but it's just not true. They're, they are community grassroots shows, though, and you do people a service. <laughs> Um, your next comedian is a lovely lady and uh, has been tearing it up at mics around San Francisco. Please give it up for Sabrina Miller. All right. My name is Sabrina Miller. I am transgender and I do not endorse that previous joke. Uh, Dan and I are going to have a little talk. We're going we're gonna to have a little impromptu joke workshop uh, after after this is over. <laughs> What's the most patronizing thing I could say? Like, I really like your premise. Uh, that's like the worst thing. That would have been like the that would have been like the worst heckling. It's like, yeah, I I I really like your premise. That would be horrible heckling. There would be no. 
it would just be be it would just be more polite for me to tell you to just eh fuck off don't <laughs> sorry don't <laughs> Well, let's see. How do I identify? I identify as tired and pissed off right now. Just during the Trump administration in general. Nothing to do with you, Dan. <laughs> Nothing to do with you. Um, so my preferred gender pronouns are she, her, and hers. My preferred gender insults are cunt. Goddamn cunt. And of course, goddamn fucking cunt. Those are the three. Guy calls me a cunt, that means I've taken his parking space. Goddamn cunt, that means that I am cheering for Portland during a Warriors game. That's very, that's very, very cunty. Like, goddamn fucking cunt, I think. I think that means I've won an argument with the President of the United States. Goddamn. That was a very well-constructed argument, madam. I tip my hat to you. <laughs> oh, there's stuff. So, uh... So what what year is it right now? What 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 year do we agree that it is right now? Is it 2019? AD? Nah, for me it's two weeks AD. Yeah, two weeks AD. Two weeks after the dick. Two weeks after dick. I I went through a breakup. I did. This is uh this is heartbreak, uh on a mood stabilizer right here. Hey everybody, you can't see you know anyway y'all can see it. Heartbreak on a mood. I'm I'm not on lithium. No, I'm on another medication called lamotrigine. And pharmacists describe that as lithium light. Diet lithium, if you will. I'm like, I'm like diet bipolar. I don't understand why we broke up. I was like the diet Dr. Pepper of girlfriends. Like you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell at first. You know, I, I, don't, I don't regret it. Like, was it a mistake? Kind of. It was kind of a mistake that we stayed together as long as we did. But it's this beautiful mistake I don't regret, guys. And now I finally understand how most parents feel. They do understand how. That's pretty dark. It's pretty dark. You're smiling, Dan. You appreciate dark humor, right? Raise your hand if you appreciate dark humor. Awesome. Yeah. You know, you know, if you appreciate dark humor and you laugh at dark, dark humor, that means you have an above average intellect. So kudos to you guys. That's one of the comedy prereqs. You're on your way. So what I'm saying is there is no disputing God's vast intellect. He has a great appreciation for dark humor. <laughs> you had me going there, God. I'm like, what's my life's purpose? Am I just going to suffer all these years? But no, it was material. I have material now. Don't regret my time with my boyfriend. I don't. Uh, like I said, um, but we, we, have, we made some beautiful memories. When we got intimate once, he uh, he started kissing my neck, you know? He loved my neck. He had a pet name for me. I was his little giraffe. I was his little giraffe. I was his petite camelo pard, if you will. And and he, uh, he said I was his little giraffe because I've got the long slender neck, as you can see. And it has the same amount of vertebra, just like a giraffe, so it makes sense. So he would kiss my neck, and one morning he said that I had a seven-kiss neck, you guys. Isn't that sweet? He was like, I love kissing your seven-kiss neck. And I like, to kid, I like to kiss parts of him, too. I was like, oh. I love your three-kiss dick. Love that three-kiss dick. Never say that. Never, never tell a guy, never tell your boyfriend how many kisses his dick is. It doesn't go over very well. If he's got a four-kiss dick, it's going to go down to a two-kiss dick in rapid order. 
It's like it's like anti Viagra. <laughs> we got other stuff here. We got other stuff. That's right. I, I was in the depths of despair. But thank God I never got to the heights of despair, guys. You've heard of the, height, the heights of despair? Saw a middle-aged guy on a ledge once, about 15 stories up. He was on a window ledge. Pretty sure that was the height of despair for that guy. You guys are smart. You appreciate that. Height of despair. And, of course, there was that person who tried to talk him down. This dude looked, at, uh, looked up at him. Don't do it, sir. You have everything to live for. And I was like, asshole, you don't say that to a jumper. If you're going to say that anywhere, you say it at a wedding. Have some decency. But like, not at more than 40% 40 of the weddings that you attend. Don't say it at more than 40% of the weddings. Hey. Divorce joke. I don't know. So the guy, after trying to talk him down, he looked back at his phone. So I'm, I'm assuming he was trying to friend him on Facebook, send him an inspirational meme of some sort, you know? Don't do it. You have every inspirational meme to live for. I don't, you got you to do your civic duty. Uh, I was my boyfriend's little giraffe. What I, li what I liked about him was that he encouraged me to be my best self. He supported my comedy dream. And uh, he supported me so much that I went from a size 10 to a size 8, guys. I was chasing my dreams hard. Oh, yeah, chasing that horizon like a dog chasing a bumper. That's what I was doing. <laughs> I don't know. Thanks. Not much. I thought I had more time. God, I lost weight for him. I was a good girlfriend for him. Like, I even swallowed for him. Yeah, I swallowed all my antidepressants like a good girl. God damn it. Told you I was a Diet Dr. Pepper of girlfriends, but not the Coke. But no, not the Diet Coke. I can never be that nasty in the bedroom. <laughs> never be that nasty. Comedy is like my child. I've got the stretch marks to prove it, guys. My wallet and my patients have stretch marks at this point. Hey, my next boyfriend or girlfriend need not worry because comedy children have a very high mortality rate. Maybe my child will go to rehab and end up in improv. I don't know. <laughs> Thinking about getting back into organized religion? Getting back into organized religion is like riding a bike. A bike that makes you, makes you feel really fucking guilty when you don't ride it enough. So... Here's something, ladies, like, what is up with men who say, yeah, I'm going to pound that pussy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking crush that pussy. I'm going to destroy that pussy. And I'm like, dude, I've been doing kegels. Get ready for me to demonstrate the law of conservation of pussy here. You know, if anything, I'm going to be, I'm going to be constricting that dick. I'm going to be circumscribing that dick. I'm going to crush that dick. Like, when was the war on pussy declared? I'm going to declare the war on dick. I'm going to be the dick bandit. That was a call back to another comedian's joke. You guys have been great. Thanks. Sabrina Miller, everybody. Okay. Up next, we have uh, Irene Hoat. Yeah, give her a hand. Hi, everybody. Hi, my name is Irene, and this is my first time here. Thank you. I drove all the way down from Sonoma County today, and uh, I want to tell you a little bit about my mother. Maybe not a lot about my mother, but uh, a few days ago, she made good on her threat to visit. Uh, it was not pleasant. Uh, given the fact that I had only come out of the closet two weeks before, as a stand-up comedian. 
Yeah, I chose to do it uh, at the Passover Seder table. Seemed uh, the most appropriate time. Um, I was waiting and waiting and uh, finally waited for the entirety of the family to arrive from like France and Israel and Chicago and New York and uh, let the bomb drop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My mother decided to visit for Mother's Day weekend the very first big performance I had ever booked was the day before. There was nothing I could do but uh, talk about condoms and sex and all sorts of wonderful things in front of my mother that never in a million years I'd hoped to do in front of her face. Yes, but it, it, it was even worse a couple of days later when she decided to do the motherly thing and take me out to Costco. Now, do any of you have a membership to Costco? One, two. Jesus, I don't know how you do that in San Francisco. I mean, I would not know what to do with that because I don't have the storage to store a year's worth of toilet paper. Um, But the motherly thing to do, she took me out and got me 40 onions and 50 tomatoes and, you know, a year's worth of toilet paper. And I didn't think that this was possible. But the other thing she nearly got us done to do is uh, get kicked out of Costco. That's right. My mother threw a fit in the clothing department, uh, threatened a sales lady, and uh, I don't know. I retaliated by throwing a whole bunch of bottles of booze into that cart and made her pay for it. That's really great. Uh, so one thing about me is that I am a geek. I know. I don't know if it reads off of me. I think I... I don't know. I don't know what it reads off of. I'm not wearing my pearls today, but that's more apt. Um, but the one thing that I have a lot of time for, because I'm also single single geek, kind of sucks, is that I have time to curate my collection. Now, um, my people collect the stereotype holds. Any other geeks in here? Collect? Lord. Well, it it does hold. Uh, I kind of live in an apartment that looks like the Big Bang Theory. Um, You know, some people have uh, action figures. Other people have graphic novels, uh, comic books, uh, movie set pieces. Mine's a little different. I have a nice collection of panties. Uh, novelty undergarments. That's right. And uh, I find it really empowering. You guys don't know this, but you know, I could be wearing something incredibly unique under these uh, trousers right here. I know. Uh, Could be Wonder Woman panties, could be Supergirl panties with the matching garter belt that took me forever to find on eBay. Um, Or my favorite, uh, and this is true, you know, I could be wearing one with an entire battle scene of starships all over with the Star Trek uh, Borg uh, slogan cross-stitched across the crotch. Resistance is futile. Yeah. Trekkie hipsters of Etsy unite. I mean, seriously. Um, But it it really is incredible. I'd be at work and my boss would be horrible and berating me. And honestly, it would be like kapow. You know, the insults would just melt off. It's as if the power of the panties was leaching into me through some sort of vaginal osmosis, you know, bestowing upon me the superpower. You know, I don't need a radioactive spider to bite me. This is an origin story, you guys. I swear to God, this is going to be a movie. I have the power of the magical panties. (laughs) Or maybe the magical vagina. Magical vagina without a mate. Um, But speaking of that, uh, something that I've been working on for a long time, uh, I've been frequently visiting the condom aisle of my local pharmacy. Any of you done that recently? 
Yeah, that's great. Um, somebody's getting laid uh, or preparing for it or gives a shit about their health. Um, somebody berated me last week during a set about uh, how I did not give credit to the people in committed relationships. But I think that uh, deserves a whole lot of trust right there and might be stupid. Um, in any case, uh, being a, a single lady, I'm on a budget. And uh, condoms used to be really, really inexpensive, sometimes free. They'd throw them out in parades. Um, there'd be a fishbowl, you know, at the doctor's office with lots of multicolored condoms. They'd replace the lollipop display. Um, you know, little girls would go in just for their flu shots or something and be like, take one, take two. I promise they're yummy, these condoms. And uh, now going down the condom aisle is more like going to a Whole Foods. Um, you know what they say about Whole Foods? Not a Costco, Whole Foods, whole paycheck. Um, yeah, uh, these condoms have names like premium ultra ecstasy and double ecstasy and studded bearskin. Has anybody tried the studded bearskin? I don't know. I, I want to know what that is. Um, but my favorite is something called the pleasure dome for the low, low price of whatever, whatever 99 you two can own the pleasure dome. And uh, a three-pack of these really, really amazing condoms can run about $9. Yeah. $9. That's $3 a fuck, you guys. You know, you really got to, you know, ask, is it worth it? Is it worth your while? Is he worth your while? Um, and honestly, uh, maybe he is. But uh, maybe he isn't. And if he whips out his own condom, great. Um but I, I want to warn you guys, um, there's a condom that you shouldn't bring over. It, it, honestly, the blue box, you know, the old Trojans, the lubeless smelling of plastic, horrible old fashioned Trojans have a tagline written across the bottle, uh, across the box. Um, America's most trusted brand for over a hundred years. You guys, I, I don't want to use that condom. That's my great grandmother's condom think about it. Yeah, better invest a little bit more, you guys. Um, that's my time. My name is Iren. Thank you so much. Iren Hotz, everybody. Thank you. Okay. Uh, mm. Excuse me. I just had a total brain fart. <laughs> um, person who is up next is not Ernest, so who is it? Wrong. Wrong Zhao, everybody. Give him a hand. Such a small hole. Oh. <laughs> In case those who are on the radio, basically there's a small jar with a very small hole for us to for us to put two dollars into it. Nothing else. Uh, my name is Ron. In case you don't know, R O N G, Ron. My friends never call me because whenever they call me, they always reach the wrong number. Like I hate Starbucks because you know they never spell my name Ron. So a few days ago, I was talking with a colleague, and I told her that when I was a kid, I was really fat and ugly. 
And basically, if you just like, have you ever seen the kind of the giant floating balloon in front of Macy's, right? Like if you just like replace that Hello Kitty's hat with my hat, basically that's me. It's like just floating, right? Some people do, do, do say that, you know, when I, when I was a kid, they do say that, like I would say a star kid if I was in Japan for sumo. So, so I told her I was very, very fat and ugly, and she's like, I don't believe it. Do you have a photo? So I just showed her the photo of me being the most like, fat and ugly, and, and she, she, looked, she looked at it, and she's like, wow. After 20 years, you look pretty much the same. <laughs> I was like, if, if I used to have kind of pretty low self-esteem, right? If I felt like anybody was like kind of making me feel bad, right? I would just like start a fight with, with them, right? No matter if it, like a, a friend or a stranger or my dad's sugar daughter, you know, I just, I just don't, don't care. I just don't want to fight with them, right? But nowadays, like after I, I've been in San Francisco for a while, I have several years, became more mature and like learning more. Like nowadays, like I think I understand Fighting is not a solution. You gotta be passive aggressive. So I didn't. I just like didn't say anything, and then and um, um, I I basically went home, right, and put her name onto my haters spreadsheet. I have a spreadsheet for all my haters, like like my my neighbor, like the guy working at DMV, like my mom, like anybody who. Any woman, actually, any woman who, who, who are married, especially those who have rings. Like, I don't understand why, like, it's kind of a show off, right? I don't understand why you need the rings for you to get married. Like, if I, if I propose, when I propose, I'll just give her a vibrator. Because basically, it's the same, much, much cheaper, right? It's more practical. It has exactly the same message. You will never be alone. So basically, some some people like I think over time people do ask me um, how to how to be happy because I'm pretty happy all the time. I I must tell them like if you want to be happy, right? Like you gotta have 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 some good habit to cultivate that happiness, right? That's why I update my haters spreadsheet every night. <laughs> it's like kind of for me updating my spreadsheet is like taking a dump in the bathroom. It's like a cleanse, right? I, um, I do have some people asking me, hey, have you ever crossed that person off your spreadsheet and put them back into your life? I was like, have you ever put your pool back into your body? <laughs> and after the show, like one show, a woman came to me like, she's like, oh, that's not funny. I know someone who actually does that. Like putting their pool back into your body. And I was like, Okay, is that you? Because you are full of shit. Um, I have a, a very good kind of, it's not good, but like over time, I just begin to, to it becomes easier basically to, to get women's phone number for some reason. So I decided to like upgrade my game, right? Now I just ask for their address. I just like go straight to their place. Hey, do you want a date? And uh, and they're like, no. And I was like, but I'm in your backyard. 
Um, last time I was asked a woman this question and um, um, she did not give me her address. So I was really upset. So I just followed her on Instagram, like on Amazon, on her way home. <laughs> just, I just wanna know her name so I can add her to my hater spreadsheet. Um, what else? So one thing I noticed that like people, like I, I, noticed, I noticed that like, a lot of people are pretty, look pretty much the same to me. But I have the same issue. Like the last time, basically a, a, a guy I met at a bar, he, he, he said to me, hey, all of you, like he's like, all of you Koreans look pretty much the same. And I was like, first, I'm not Korean. And second, we all look pretty much the same, you know, compared to dogs. All right, that's something I still need to work on. Um, but lastly, I just want to say nowadays we talk about like abortion, right? I think I just, it's kind of a very hot topic right now. But um, I don't think I'm kind of really f supporting abortion. I think people do have better things to do with the kids, right? You know, you can always, there are, there are some people who want to adopt kids. Right? The worst thing, like, you can always like on a rush hour, just put them on the railway. <laughs> All right. Um, so just a quick one. I basically hate a scuba diving. I think a scuba diving is to me is like having sex with a condom you got from Dollar Tree. Cause you're constantly worried that protection might break while your partner keeps asking you to go deeper. Thank you all. Rong Zhao with some deep thoughts. All right, uh, we're hanging out in the rain here at MutinyRadio.fm. I'm David Stolowitz. This is Watch and Learn. We do this every week, 4 to 6 p.m. I'm filling in for Capital P. Uh, up next, we have Mr. Ernest Evangelista. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? How cool. Uh, I just want to talk about how shitty San Francisco is. It's a pretty shitty city. It's pretty shitty. And honestly, you guys realize it's 2000 goddamn 19? Like, that's a, it's like a time. Ow, I hit my teeth. Ow. Ow. That hurt. Okay. You guys realize, like, uh, do you, are you in anime? No? Well, yeah, are you guys in anime? You guys ever watch Akira? Oh, well, you guys suck. Well, Akira is an anime back in the 80s that Kanye West bit off of. Um, and it was set in 2019. Did you know that? Did you know, like, the Back to the Future movies, that was 2016. We're living in a dystopian-ass future. We're, like, literally, like, we can't get abortions anymore. And, like, fucking people just look on their phones. And then, like, the people who really look on their phones are all racist. Because the phones make them racist. And, like, freaking, like, yeah, it's fucked up, man. Like, literally, there's, like, kids dying across the border. Like, there's, like, the fourth kid that died across the border. This You guys know that this year? Like, uh, they just keep them in the cages. And then you just die. It's fucked up, man. And we're living in goddamn San Francisco where that's happening. 
And like, yeah, like you're in the freaking Salesforce Tower, the Tower of Sauron, and like you're, and you're just like, I don't know. There's like, there's like people like dying of heroin on the streets, and also up in the towers, they're like just like it's like goddamn like, uh, remember like the vom- vomitorium in like the Greek days where they'll just eat, eat, and just and just vomit. That's basically the Salesforce cafeteria, cause you can eat whatever the fuck you want, and then like you guys just eat, and then like there's motherfucker, there's a guy with no socks asking me for a dollar for a can of soup, and I didn't give it to him. She did. Um, but yeah. It's fucked up. Okay. Uh, that was something I was working on. Uh, what else I want to talk about? You guys ever... You guys ever took acid? No? Once? I took acid once. It was on election night in 2008. Uh, no, 2016, November 8th. I took acid. And honestly, I think that's when the world went to shit. Like, you guys are just living in my bad acid trip right now. Um, Donald Trump became president. And then I got to watch Doctor Strange, which was really cool. It was a really trippy-ass movie. Uh, hmm, I don't want to disappoint. Uh, keep on making you guys sad. Uh, you guys? You guys into eating pussy? You're into eating pussy? I like eating pussy. It's one of my favorite meals. I like eating pussy so much that if they were ha- super like like this much like that much, um, I like it so much that if they were ever to execute me and the jailer ask, "Hey, sir, what would your last meal be?" and I'll ask the jailer, "Sir, can I take pu- taste pussy one last time right before I go?" And then they freaking cook me in the chair, like, and then, like, I'm just, like, like just a bunch of drools going down my face and eyes and blood coming out and everywhere. And then, like, my body's dead, so I'm like, and then the coroner looks over my dead body, and he's like, man, this is disgusting. It's a barbarical we continue to do, executing these prisoners. I mean, look, man, look at this man. He's all... He has all this fluid all over his face. And then my homie's going to look at... Nah, don't worry, dude. That's that's pussy juice on his face. He died with a smile on his face. Okay. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Who here likes smoking weed? Cool. Uh, I like smoking weed. I always say smoking weed saves people's lives. Because uh, the date 420, do you know what other incident happened on 420? 1999? Columbine. Columbine happened on 420. And guess who was safe at home uh, not getting shot by a school shooter and instead smoking bong rips and blunts at home? All the people who were celebrating 420 that day. Dude didn't want to go to school. And then they were safe. It was a good move. It was a good move. I know I should be making jokes about school shooters since I look like America's next top school shooter. But you guys ever think, right, 
These kids get bullied so much, they end up shooting up the school. But has anyone ever tried bullying them while they're shooting up the school? You know? Like Billy throws a pipe bomb down the hallway and you yell, Hey Billy, you still throw like a girl. Or you're like hiding behind a classroom door and he shoots a hole through it. And you're like, look Billy, that's the glory hole your mom sucks dick through. <laughs> also, you look fat in a trench coat. And you're going to die a virgin. Okay, cool. Uh, One more minute. Um, yeah, uh, it's raining outside, hmm, what do I want to leave it on, uh, yeah, so recently, uh, recently, uh, I got, I got a hemorrhoid in my butt, and then I figured the best way to get rid of my hemorrhoid is by injecting steroids in my butt. And now I got a Roy, steroid, roid rage. Okay, you guys have a good night. Ernest Evangelista, everybody. Uh, thank you for donating to support Mutiny Radio. Please keep in mind this mic will not have the normal feedback since it's plugged directly into the radio. It doesn't mean it's not working. It's just doing its thing. Um, I apologize that the station is currently possessed by King Solomon's demons. I know a couple of these fuckers personally. It doesn't really help with the situation. I don't know. It's uh, Dark humor is weird. You know, it's hard to do, right? Now that you've given it a shot. And even if you do hit, you're like, was it worth it? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's the biggest dark joke of all. Who knows? Okay. Up next, we have Rachel Pinson. Give her a hand. Hey, Muni Radio. What's up, guys? Oh, man. What a rough, rough one, man. Yesterday, I woke up and like my face was swollen and I was covered in hives. I was having a really bad allergic reaction to something, but it's really weird because I don't have any allergies. Like I, there, I've never had a severe allergic reaction to anything, and uh, I'm pretty sure I was reacting to something I read in the news. Like for real. Like <laughs> I think that uh, with all the abortion legislation going on, like I think I'm just allergic to the patriarchy. I think that's what happened. <clears throat> so I've been listening really intently and meditating on Spice Girls lyrics. And uh, yeah, you know, so tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. It's like typical woman. She can't even tell us what she wants, you know, what she really, really wants. Uh. Maybe the question she was trying to answer is, where do you want to eat? You know? I got, like, uh, I used to get so upset at my cousin because she'd make me play Spice Girls with her all the time. She never let me be Scary Spice because uh, I'm not black. She made me be Ginger Spice, and I'm not Ginger either. But in retrospect, I should probably thank her because it's, like, never cool for white girls to put on blackface. You know? Uh... I don't know. I don't really know. I, I wasn't really planning on saying anything today, <laughs> so I'm just going with it. Mother's Day was last weekend. Uh, I have two moms. It's cool. I grew up in the Midwest, so it's not cool over there, but, it's, you know, it's cool over here. Um, I always, like, have a hard time because, like, I can't afford one bouquet of flowers. 
and I think that they both deserve one, you know? And in school, they never let me make, like, two, like, crafts for them, so they always had, like, share the macaroni necklace. Teachers never let me use more art supplies. I like living in San Francisco, though. People are really friendly, you know? Just the other day, I was at a bus stop, and a guy pulls up in his car, and he's like, hey, baby girl, do you need a ride? Like, what? That's so sweet. Like, he offered me a ride, a job, and he says he can protect me. I didn't know Uber could be so aggressive. You know? Yeah, it was like living in San Francisco is the first time I ever wished what I stepped in was dog shit. I never, I never thought that would happen. But you know, this is the first time for everything. Everyone likes to talk about how shitty San Francisco is. I like it. I like it here. I like you people. It's cool. Um, I got to thank the techies, though. Like, everyone's like, oh, the techies are making everything so expensive. But if it wasn't for them, then, like, the old hippie that lets me live in her house wouldn't be desperately trying to hold on to it. So in a way, because of the techies, I get to live here. And that's cool. I never thought that would happen. Um, <clears throat> I used to watch what I eat. But they stopped letting me babysit. I don't do that anymore. Last time I had sex, I broke down because I forgot to check my gender fluid. It's like, it's important. It's important to do. Uh, I got I had my dog's balls removed, and he's been chasing after every <laughs> every ball he sees ever since. Yeah. How long do I have? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna tell a story. Uh, I'm working on this one a lot, so if you guys have any tags, uh, let me know, because uh, it's really, okay, so I'm from this really small town uh, in Ohio, and I used to like, okay, so back when people watched cable, I would smoke pot and watch Intervention. You remember the show Intervention? You know, people, and I, like, feel better about my life choices because these people are, like, drug addicts and the camera would follow them around and be like, they're ruining the lives of their families and themselves. And their families would get together and and uh, say, oh, get help or, like, go to rehab, you know, or we're just not going to talk to you anymore. And they either choose to save their lives or they die or whatever. Um, well, there was a rumor going around that intervention was coming to my hometown and uh, everybody was like, oh shit, like who are we gonna know that's gonna pop on there? Like my sisters were like afraid that they get caught going to the dealers and stuff. And when it came out, we all watched it together as a family activity to try to see who like we might know to pop on it, you know? And w when it was there, I was thinking like, damn, they're gonna have to do the whole town because everyone here is fucked up. And they did. They did the whole town. They did the whole town. They called it Hillbilly Heroin. And they didn't even do a single intervention on one person. They didn't help anyone. They, get, they went there and they were like, Phew. This place is fucked. Like, <laughs> we can't help. Look at this, America. Like, you know how, like, you can go to the, um, the weed doctor here back when it was, you know, and like be like, wink, nudge, I have anxiety. They give you a weed prescription. They would do that well, only for Oxycontin, which is way more addictive and shitty. And like people shoot it up. That's why it was called Hillbilly Heroin. But uh, as we were watching it together as a family, 
they showed my sister's backyard in a panel. And still to this day, my nieces love to brag about how Rufus is famous. I'm like, ooh, it's not something I'd want to be famous for. All right, that's all I got. Thanks. Rachel Pinson, everybody. Okay. Um, so has anybody else not gotten their open mic time? Did anybody walk in? I think that's it. Okay, we are going into lightning round now. And uh, for those of you who are still around, here's how the game works. It's uh, random select genres. It's my specialty. So I will uh, call you guys up, and uh, you'll have three minutes to joke along with three randomly selected types of comedy. Um, it may be comedy around a certain topic. It may be a certain style of comedy. Um, maybe a particular mode of comedy. Try your best. Um, if you go a little over or a little under, that's okay, but don't hog the mic past four minutes. All right? Okay, let's see. Wrong, you want to go first? All right, wrong job, everybody. Give him a hand. Okay, what did so. I say? All right, your first category is food. 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 Um, should, I something, should I say something that I've never prepared or something that I've done before? Either's uh, fine. Anything. Okay. So the first thing that comes to my mind is that basically I was um, like I I came here from from China right like here like just so many things that I kind of don't understand like the food here like Panda Express is a very good example right Americans love Panda Express they're not even Chinese food like I I I literally just like can't eat the food here like it's just like Panda Express especially especially it just it's it's awful. It's like you you basically put put KFC with uh, McDonald's and put them with some some very weird sauce. That's basically how I think about Panda Express here. <laughs> Especially think about speaking of KFC, like oh my god, when I when I came here, like I had a, this kind of dream before I came here, right? Like because. I wanted to try the KFC here, KFC here because it's more authentic. Had a great time there in China. The KFC was awesome there. I came here. I tried the first KFC for the first time here. I literally just cried. It was so bad. It didn't have any flavors. Like, it's, there's no options. The worst thing for me is the fortune cookies here. Like, I don't understand like why we call we call fortune cookies here. Because back in China, we call it cookies. Like, <laughs> I don't know why having a piece of paper in the makes fortune, right? Like, if you, if, say if, you, uh, if you find a piece of paper in a sandwich, right? You want to call it a fortune sandwich, right? You call it like a burn your, your restaurant down, yup store, zero yup store sandwich. All right, is that three minutes? Uh, that, that's one and a half. All right. Oh, you got two more uh, to go. So hang in there. Try to pace yourself. Okay. All so right. Next, same thing about still food or something else. Oh, uh, let me give you some other ones. Okay. Next one is sports. Sports. Uh, sports. I am uh, a, a big fan of snowboarding. I love snowboarding a lot. Um, I don't do snowboarding anymore because it really, like hurt my back. I had a back pain nowadays. Uh, but I just like. Notice that the older you become, the harder you learn snowboarding, right? When you're younger, like you're really small, like they fall down like all the time and, and they can always stand up and just like learn snowboarding that day. But I like literally the first time when I went to snowboarding, like remember the first time I did it, I actually like 
just didn't know how to stop. And I just like from the top of the hill, I just like slide slide down like all the way to the to the end. I just like went faster and faster. And it was just so scary because like people were just like they they were trying to like move away from me because I was like going really, really fast, right? Until I hit a tree. But that's not a point. The thing is that you gotta have some you know protection with you before you do snowboarding with the with the uh with with a board that you made by yourself. <laughs> All right, last one, family. Family? Okay. I so my family is very interesting. I I was born in China and um um I my my parents got like a divorce when I was a very little kid. Um basically um but but I felt that it was great to have two different families like kind of supporting me at the same time, right? And the 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 good thing is that like if I especially New Year basically I can get four like kind of rat pockets from four different people. It's pretty amazing. Um, I don't know why I talk about this, but but after like I remember before I came came here I was at the airport, just like kind of right before I came here everybody was there with my family and all that. It was like pretty touching because like everyone was crying right except my family, you know, <laughs> um, um, my mom's like, Oh, like you should go, go to, go to America, like get a, get a American woman and get a green card. And, <laughs> and that's like, yeah, like I want to make more money, you know, go get more money for me. Uh, so I can support my sugar daughter. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> okay give it wrong a hand everybody it's not easy uh, improv exercises are good they force you to think on your feet and it, it translates to your set sabrina how about you jump on out there can i do one quick call back to that one sure Just one little one yeah go it's for like it. things are getting so bad in america i'm thinking about going into india getting myself a sugar daddy getting my green card <laughs> Or their version of a green card. <laughs> All right, your first one, ham. Ham? Yeah, ham it up. Oh, you mean like ham it up or like literally ham? Either. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I think I might, I, I think I must be part Jewish because I don't like ham. I've never liked ham that much. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe if I was Jewish, I would be into ham because it'd be taboo. I'd be like, oh, you can't eat ham. Like, I mean, like Orthodox, I guess. I don't know much about Judaism. <laughs> ham. Oh, my goodness. Ham. Um, Whole Foods. There, you know that Whole Foods over... Uh, it's on Stanion. It's right uh, near the entrance to Golden Gate Park. You know that Whole Foods? Well, they've got the heart, hot bar. Are you familiar with their hot bar selection? They got like 12 items, and one of them, I think, is ham. They always have ham. And the, uh, the hot bar, it's like $9.99 a pound uh, like for ham. And, and I, I see people getting the ham and loading up, uh, loading, like loading up with the uh, mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. I'm like, fucking really? <laughs> fucking ham? 
You could probably get the same quality ham at one of the places where they serve meals to homeless people. In fact, I think that's where that ham ends up. Like, I think that I think that just that ham just like does not get bought by Whole Foods customers. Like, fucking, I'm not gonna pay nine ninety nine a pound, and that just ends up at the homeless shelters. And that's what it is. So do your part. Don't buy the ham. Make sure the homeless people get fed. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I thought so too. Excellent. All right, next one. Uh, characters. Characters. Talk about characters on TV or do a character? Do a character. Like, I have a character. Has Well, has anyone... Let's talk about a character. Has anyone seen the movie In a World? That's one of my favorite movies. You like that movie you're in? I love that movie. This is you. You'll remember this character. <clears throat> it's like, I'm looking for a smoothie. Like, do you know a good place where I can get a smoothie? Like, I said, I need a smoothie. Like... That's one of like that's one of my characters. Like I can do that voice, but not Smoothie Girl. Like I do, I do like um, fundamentalist Christian like cousin character. That's a, so okay. One of my one of my relatives, one of my cousins, raised fundamentalist Christian, and she's always going on and on about how like it was the way I was raised. Okay, so here's the character. It's like Sabrina. Like you're not like. Um, you know, like a woman, woman, like I really like you, I respect you, but like you're not a woman, woman, because like, like real women were born with vaginas, you know, down there, like you weren't born with a vagina, like you, just because you had the surgery, like doesn't make you a real woman, it's like, it's kind of going against God's plan, sorry, it's the way I was raised, do you want to go get a smoothie, I still respect you, I'll buy you a smoothie, and I'm like, God damn it, Taylor. God damn it. It's like, I know you were raised on a PC and now you're using a Mac. So don't give me that. It is the way I was raised. It was the way. Well, you know what? Actually, using a PC, I believe that was going against uh, Steve Jobs. That was like going against the will of Steve Jobs. Anyway, all right, moving on. All right, last one. Animals. 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 Oh, when my sister and I were little... Um, my only sister, she would mispronounce words in, in, in the cutest ways. You know how kids do that? She would say pecolins, pecolins, instead of pelicans. And my mom was like, oh, that is so cute. And then she would say aminal instead of animal. And it was like, oh, that is so cute. But then you get into middle school and you mispronounce it. It's not cute anymore, though. And to this day, I still mispronounce words. I do. I still mispronounce uh, uh, the word panties. I mispronounce it. I, I mispronounce it as underwear all the time. I don't know. I keep mispronouncing it. So that's words for you. We're talking, no, we're talking about animals, not words. We were talking about aminals. Uh, I, I, talk, well, I talked about how my boyfriend had a pet name for me, right? I was this little giraffe. I was this little giraffe, this petite camelopard. That's right. That's the scientific word for giraffe. It's camelopard. He didn't say this had to be funny. It could just be a, that's a fact. That's just watch and learn, listen and learn. Now you know that the scientific name for giraffe is camelopard. You are welcome. You're going to clean up and scrabble. You're going to fucking clean up and scrabble. You're welcome. Thank you, Sabrina. Okay. Uh, is Dan still here? No. No. Or, and uh, did Ryan leave too? Okay. Uh, Iran, you're up. Oh, boy. I'm scared. All right, your first one, cerebral. Cerebral? Cerebral is the definition of me. 
I swear to God, I grew up um, truly believing that my body was worth not very much, but I would make my place in this world using my brain. And uh, I think it was sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, it, uh, it's wonderful living up here. I, uh, for example, uh, relish taking an encyclopedia off a shelf and just reading it. It's funny and it's really pathetic. Um, but honestly, when, when you can sit there and read all about kabuki theater and no, and, uh, no theater and the uh, Balinese shadow puppets at the age of nine and really get a kick out of it, you know, you please your teachers, you give uh, your younger siblings um, a really, really hard time coming behind you in school and uh, you get into good colleges and waste a lot of your parents' money doing absolutely nothing while getting super fat, pretending to be a vegetarian and just eating shit tons of cheese pizza because, uh, you know, it's just your brain. It's just all about the gray cells and uh, etymology and entomology and enology yeah next all right military or war military good grief my mother was a first lieutenant in the israeli army that's right uh one of my favorite photographs of my mother she is um standing in front of a really big military jeep uh wearing a bikini covered in a huge fur coat holding an Uzi. My mom was essentially the party girl of the Israeli Defense Forces. And, uh, you know, she was real smart. That's what they did with the smart girls, right? She could speak a whole bunch of languages, and she knew math real well. She went on to be a professor of computer science and mathematics. She was essentially a sex kitten with a PhD, and that's what they do to you in Israel. I, on the other hand, uh, really wanted to be an astronaut as a child, and this is no joke. Um, yeah, uh, cerebral human uh, being, uh, and I almost got into the U.S. Air Force Academy. Yeah, uh, until I realized they were absolute uh, homophobes and sexist and anti-Semitic all at the same time. And, uh, you know, I didn't have the body to go into the Israeli army, apparently, um, because I just looked shitty in a bikini. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll leave the military there. Uh, let's respect the armed forces or, or not. Uh, peace, peace is the answer. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, last one, religion. Ah, religion. Thank you. Um, goodness gracious. How much could we talk about this? Um, I'm an atheist. Uh, yeah. Any atheists in this room? Yeah, fantastic. Um, I also happen to really, really respect uh, my Jewish roots. And I'm probably one of the few people that's read the Bible, like all of it in Hebrew, because I understand it and read it. And um, it was presented to me as the actual history of my people. Like, here's your great, 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 great to the 20th power grandfather and his adventures in the desert. Um, honestly, it was like a comic book uh, to me. So 
Some like obscure like hippie hipster chick will have a name like Bathsheba and I'll be like, oh, let me tell you about her. You know your namesake? Oh my God. She was really beautiful, but she was married to this guy who was a general, right? And King David was a huge perv and saw her bathing on a rooftop and then sent her husband to the fucking front lines and got him killed and then married her. That's your namesake. Yeah, so nice to meet you. Uh, uh, have fun buying your tempeh at Whole Foods. Um, so, yeah, yeah, religion. Uh, it's really fucking up the world. Uh, you know, on the one hand, it's really beautiful. It's the, you know, where we come from um, and our identity. And on the other hand, uh, maybe maybe we should scrap the whole thing. But, uh, you know, I don't know how to be funny about this because it's actually quite sad and beautiful. And uh, let's hope we all uh, become astronauts and, uh, you know, become wonderful space cowboy atheists. So I think that's my time. Thanks. Very nice, Ryan. I enjoyed that. Okay. Uh, Ernest, pop on up, if you will. Hello. Hello. Okay. Your first one, uh, ethnic. Can you use it in a sense? Describe your ethnic roots. Um, I am ethnic. Um, kinda, not really. I was born here. Um, technically I'm Mexican. Because California used to be Mexico. This used to be Mexico. I mean, and I look, I'm a dark skin, like, I'm basically Mexican. I also grew up with a lot of Mexicans. So technically, I'm ethnic. Cause technic, I don't know. Um, at being ethnic is like um, when I'm in the Philippines, they're like, "Wow, why do you talk so weird?" And then when I'm over here, they're like, "Wow, why do you look so weird?" So like, it's just like it's a state of mind. I'm ethnic. Uh, in Mars, cause like I'm not supposed to be there, and they're like, "Wow, wow, why are you so choking on the air? You're so ethnic. You can't breathe out of your butt." Um, you ready for another one? Ethnic food makes my butt hurt. Um, yeah. Okay, dry humor. Dry humor. Um, uh, so I went to the store the other day and I bought some cabbage (laughs) and the girl asked me, do you need a bag for your cabbage? And I said, no. So I just carried the cabbage in my hand. And if and then a homeless man asked me, "Do you have any change?" and I said no. So but I did give him some cabbage. All right. Uh, last one, dad humor. Either jokes about dads or dad type jokes. Um, being a dad is hard. Um, mainly 
because you had to pay a lot of child support. Um, surprise, I'm a dad. Did you know that? No. Yeah. I had sex with a girl and came inside her. And then we had a baby. Then, um, yeah. What was the joke? Oh, yeah. But now they're like, uh, we're separated. She lives in Vegas, uh, with my son. You know what they say about Vegas? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Then you had to pay $500 a month in child support. Then you had to buy a house in Henderson. Uh, yeah, you know, you guys know that saying? Um, but yeah. You guys ever had to take a shit in a diaper before? Let me explain. You took a shit in a diaper before. Do you guys ever had to take a shit last year in a diaper before? I'm a dad. Let me explain. I was taking my kid out trick-or-treating. And then out of nowhere, I was like, holy crap, I need diarrhea right now. So I leave my kid and then run back to the rental car and grab the closest thing which I could poop in, which is a pair of diapers. And then I ended up taking a shit in seven different pairs of diapers. And then I continued to take my kid out trick-or-treating. And the first house said to give my kid any candy. He was like, oh, we're not doing trick-or-treating this year. I was like, trick-or-treat this. And I threw a bag of diaper shit. In the face. Alright, uh, that was not, I was not riffing. Alright, you guys, have a good night. Okay, Rachel, jump on up. Puns. Puns? Why are you punishing me? (laughs) Should I keep going with puns? Uh... (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's all i got <laughs> all right this one this is hard yeah it is <laughs> okay uh next one absurd 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 uh do you ever okay you have your headphones in and you see like a crazy homeless person walking up to you and they're like talking to you and then for a second you're like maybe it's something important you take out their ears and they say things like that's why you're going to hell and you're like oh never mind you put your fucking headphones back in the first time i came to san francisco i was at the civic center and i like smelled human shit and i'm like okay and i look over and i see this guy in a naked wearing a purple robe human shit caked in his hair rocking back and forth like going i was like man this place is home dude this is where i want to be yeah uh yeah anyway (laughs) those things are absurd uh all right next topic (laughs) okay um angry angry um (laughs) i don't man i don't know this this is hard angry what makes me angry fucking uh, i don't understand why everyone's attacking my fucking uterus my ovaries right now i don't know what i did i don't know what i did to make it how come if a woman has a miscarriage in alabama right now they're gonna kill her but the guy that raped her gets off free. Like, can't she just kill that guy? And if she's going to get the death penalty anyway, it doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, that makes me angry. Um, uh, let's switch topics. Let's do something fun. Okay. Yeah. Musical. <laughs> Musical. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, I wrote a song. Do you want to hear it? Does that count? Uh, if it's not too long, sure. All right. Um, I'll just do the short version. All right. It's okay to be a whore because that's what antibiotics are for. And if you already have HIV, then you don't have to worry about getting it from me. All right. That was my musical topic. All yeah. right. Give it up for Rachel, you guys. <laughs> Anybody else left in there? All right. I think we got everybody. What? Yeah, I guess that's fair. All right. Yeah, there's a list back here if you want to use it, or uh, you guys can throw them out on your own. <laughs> All right. I'll go under the gun, too. Yeah. The time is three minutes. Okay. Yeah. Your category is um, drug humor. Drug humor, okay. Um, you know, I really enjoyed doing uh, sets on acid. Like that was a San Francisco experience. I did it at the brainwash when I first showed up. And that was when I first met Pam's boyfriend, Jonathan. He's just like, I've never seen somebody on acid with that much composure. And that was like a high compliment to me, you guys. It's a real accomplishment in my life because I've had a lot of stuff go south. I'd like to be able to blame drugs, but it's just me, you know? <laughs> Cause like I can choose to not use them. Yeah, withdrawal is a thing, but so is willpower. So, um, I don't know, like, I feel sad about losing some drugs and not about others. I used to do meth, but I quit when Breaking Bad ended, and that seemed like a good time, you know? <laughs> um, you know, because of that shit, uh, my hair has gone prematurely gray. I mean, it's all the ghosts and demons, too, but, you know, they go together. Uh, I just, um, you know, I, uh, I thought I would feel bad about giving up weed, but it's not that fun anymore. Like, it used to be so much fun in my 20s. I used to just love doing everything high. I felt like it always made it better, but now it just, I don't know, it, it plays on my schizophrenia, it tears my mind in even more directions, but I'm having harder time quitting weed than I did quitting cigarettes. Cigarettes I don't miss. I never really liked them that much. They just made me a little less anxious and gave me some place to talk about with people. Um, alcohol, I don't know. I really enjoy it. I, I don't get drunk all the time, but I drink pretty consistently. I could do without it. Um, I don't know. Sobriety? I know in theory it should be a good thing, but it's pretty hard. <laughs> All right, I'll try to make you guys laugh. What's the next one? Insult. Oh, Insult. Oh, fucking Jeremy Curry. God damn it. Like, I, I've been to the improv, and I know I shouldn't blame him for that overpriced fucking racket, but he's always the one on stage when I have to spend, like... $25 on tickets and then like $20 on two seltzer waters just so I can watch local comedy that won't even consider me. And then it's like I I see him again at an East Bay open mic and I'm dealing with a homophobic crowd and I'm just trying to talk about like real life experience and uh, you know they're just being assholes like oh my god in 2019 that's shocking. I'm like come on. I'm the tip 
of the iceberg here, especially in San Francisco. So I get off after stage and I'm just like, oh, enough. And he gets up on stage. He's just like, that was awesome. It was just fag, 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 faggity, fag, fag, fag. And I'm like, mm, yeah, if you want to dehumanize me, sure. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to be judged for my shitty comedy and not for my orientation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. European riverboat cruises. Mm, never been on one. Studied a lot of European history, though. I got a four on the AP test in high school. It's done me so much good since then, yeah. Um, college was kind of like a riverboat cruise. Um, a lot of people peak in high school. I peaked in college. And uh, I tried to go back, but grad school is just a totally different experience. Like, uh, you're not allowed to get Bs. You have to get As on everything to keep your your score high because you're inevitably going to do badly at something and then you have to like uh make it average out also like here's the thing you can't repeat classes in grad school i didn't know this because i tried to repeat a class and nobody told me the whole fucking semester that wouldn't work so i waited till i passed it and i felt better and then they're like fuck you yeah san jose state was great uh, my uh my department thought I was insane. I wasn't actually at the time, but they gaslighted me enough that I became insane. <laughs> Mostly I just had like heretical positions on linguistics. I was into unpopular linguists like Terence McKenna. As a good mushroom trip will teach you more about language than too many fucking textbooks. That's just my experience, you know, but oh, we don't believe in that. Everything's technology now. So we have to get into really depressing philosophers like Cezak and stuff find a way to turn everything into something with the iPhone can process, because that's profitable. That's real linguistics. Whereas Germanic stuff, Tolkien, that's just an embarrassment. So what if he spoke Gothic? What does that accomplish? <laughs> I am. Thank you. <laughs> this has been Watch and Learn. We're here every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, come back next week, hang out with Capital P, Mark Neuer, and the whole crew. Thank you all. Have a great evening. through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, mutinyradio.fm. off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for, <laughs> isn't duty this. 
And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge with the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show. One of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. 
San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside you can find counter offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. This is Tusha Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Four ninety nine. 
and welcoming open mic, where comedians can get substantial mic time for the mere price of a spot of tea and crumpets. Comedians who remain after their initial sets are invited to perform feats of improvisation and ingenuity in the famous lightning round games, which are guaranteed to delight and entertain. Ah, thinking of these bright young comedians with so much potential and so many drug problems makes me as giddy as a schoolgirl. I haven't had so much fun and giggles since my non-trinary youth at Bumble's Warning School in East Brackenshire, where I danced with Hugh Grant, helped Jason Statham steal an antique shotgun, and took nude photos of Prince Harry, who I must mention was not named appropriately. Sign up in person for your own comedic adventures at 7.30pm, or pre-sign with the host by sending a direct message via social media. If you can't make it out to that den of iniquity known as MutinyRadio.fm, listen in live from home, or download the podcast on Apple iTunes under Friends of Mutiny. A smashing time will be had by all. Until next Saturday night at 8pm, cheerio darlings. How can you say that? I knew you wouldn't understand. For you, it's all about the rating. Let's go pillage, you say. But we never spent any time working on building our clan. Oh, come on. We need to build a good amount of gold before we can think about putting a down payment on that clan hall. That's always your excuse. I'm done. I'm logging off. Rose disconnects from the server and pushes back from her keyboard. Jack turns around on his uh, swivel chair behind her. Uh, my line. Oh, uh, what the hell, Rose? What? I'm done investing time in that relationship. Oh, fine. World of Warcraft is old anyway. Wait, what are you doing? Rose puts on her VR headset. I'm logging on to VR Second Life. Uh, Jack puts on his VR headset also. VR Jack, I'm leaving you. What? Why? All you ever want to do is have VR sex. So? I need something more. Is this about that VR house you keep bugging me for? What if it is? I told you, I can't afford the Bitcoin. Goodbye, Jack.
Steve. What's going on, man? Hey, George. Welcome to the FTW show with your pals, George and Steve. How you doing, buddy? I'm hanging in there, man. You know, far out. Oh, weekend, huh? Yeah. Yeah, what a weekend. Ooh, weekend painted it green for you and for me, but in different ways, right? I would think so, yes. <laughs> George was lucky enough to work uh, all weekend, uh, yeah. which means a nice little paycheck for him. And yeah, I was threw, lucky uh, enough to... Uh, two hours overtime at me on a Thursday as well, so it's double time, double time weekend, baby. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you, Angel Man. Um, yeah, he might right be coming on, on the show tonight, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you never know. The Wheelie King himself. He said, what are, what are we going to do, George? I said, well, Steve's going to be there, too. He's all, oh, fuck that. <laughs> Just like oh, everybody else. Well, doesn't he? Everybody I know says that shit to me. <laughs> Why do you hang out with that guy? I can't picture that. So I don't hang out with him. We just spent two hours together on a Monday night. And that's it. That's kind of our whole friendship. Until <laughs> <laughs> some asshole with a green beard comes up and tries to hug you in the middle of fucking public. What's up, bro? <laughs> just like you, I got a green beard. Where's my green bearded brother? <laughs> See, I walked in a little St. Patty's Day parade weekend uh, and wore a green beard as well as a lovely green, well, hat. What else would I have? Oh, a green shirt on. Yeah. It was a painted beard. Okay, spray paint, yeah. I look like AstroTurf, though. I got, I got that from more than one person. It looked more like fungus to me. They thought it was impeccable. It's like Probably algae. the best ever. It was like algae. Well... Yeah, it was too. so good. They said, why is Steve trying to fill in for you with the beard, man? What's that all about? I said, sorry, guys. I got to work, and I had to shave, so I don't have a beard. I've got barely any face stubble right now. It's true. Truth. Yeah. Truth. It's true. He's not lying this time. So welcome to FTW on uh, the Mutiny Radio Station. Uh, uh, March 19th show, if you'd like to call in. San Francisco, California. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're down to the Mission. We're on 21st in Florida. You're more than welcome to come down and visit. Say hey. Hang out, do your thing, do our thing. Do what you want to do. We won't tell you who do, to. Do, do, do what you want to do. Knock it to. <coughs> I got that song on here somewhere. No way. Tonight show? No, do what you want to do. It's oh. Calvin, Calvin Harris, I believe. It's kind of kind of dance music. I can't tell you. Uh, yeah, George does the music on our show, and I do a little thing called The Race Report, and we talk motorcycles, because we are forever two wheels. If you would like to call in... Call us at 415-550-0511. That number again, 65... No, no, you meant 415-550-0511. It would be fun, like, giving them a different phone number every time, wouldn't it? Yeah, sure. It would probably cut down the phone calls other than Gail coming in. Calling in, yeah. Wouldn't she be a great interview? You know, Gail, you hardly seem crazy at all. How about some government conspiracies and who are they trying to kill this week? <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking great. <laughs> if for those that don't know, Gail calls in from time to time and uh, is generally pretty far out of her mind. Kind of deep space is oh, where Gail's a, at. That's a different do what you want to do. She's having oh. some issues. <laughs> kind of like George's music choices. <laughs> yeah. So any motorcycle this weekend, George? You ride to work? Or, uh, yeah, I rode the Harley on yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday and today, yeah, because it was raining on Saturday, man. It was coming down pretty good. I didn't get a, get a drop of rain on me during the parade. I managed to dodge it. Did it rain in the morning or something? Because I didn't see that myself. Um, it was wet. Oh. Oh, Saturday, 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 Saturday. Your time. first day of double time. I don't remember, dude. You know how this is. Do what you want to do. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> What's, he wow. right? What's he say right there? Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. Technically, never, you're right, but it's not the one never I Never doubt me again. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Jackass. <laughs> so I did get a, I got an interesting call from my buddy on a Saturday. Do tell. He said, uh, so yeah, with this Ranchero thing, I want out. He wants out of the program. So the program was that he was going to donate the fucking the engine and the transmission. We were going to slap it in together. We we're going to sell it and split the money. All right. I showed I showed up with the truck. He had the engine trans. So so we go. Boom boom. Take the engine out. Um. All of a sudden things got yeah. He, well, I'm sure he's having troubles with the house and stuff, and he doesn't want that piece of shit sitting in his fucking driveway all this time. And I've been busy for the last week, so I haven't had a chance to get out there. And he's fucking. He's like, yeah, so I want out on this on this deal, um, but I'll sell you the engine transmission for six hundred bucks. Oh, that's not a bad deal. I was like, okay, I'll try to work the money up, you know. And then he called me back like a half hour later, and I didn't answer, but he left me a message that, oh yeah, you're gonna need the exhaust too, so that's gonna be another four bills. <laughs> like, okay, Is he a regular listener to the show? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's a good dude. Wow, wow. Yeah, it's just turning into more of a mess than I kind of expected. So. We'll see how that goes. Wow, maybe you should get a hold hold of uh, Matt uh, Kettleworth. We'll call him Matt Kettleworth, uh, the the guy that I know that had a rancheroo that unfortunately got wrecked on the way to work one day. You should call him and tell him to come pick this thing up. I don't have his phone number. I did try to get it from Bill. Uh, what's his name? The other night, but uh, he did not have it. He did not know the man. Well, that's how it goes. So this is what it is. But yeah, I got to ride the bike, dude. It was like yesterday was cold. It was yesterday? Did it rain yesterday? It, uh, I don't believe it did. I really get out too much yesterday. Big recovery day yesterday. I, think I did ride the bike yesterday and today. I don't think I rode it on Saturday. That's right, I didn't. It cost me 20 bucks to park in that open lot. Ah. Chump change, right? Sure. For my pal George, that's just chump change. That's how he rolls. He's big. It's 10 minutes of work on a double time day. <laughs> don't brag to the kids at home, George. That's a lot of money, dude. That's fucking a lot of work, dude. There's some bullshit. Fucking big, dude. It wasn't too bad. And then I ran into one of my one of the guys at work, and he's like, "Oh, dude, I park over here on the side. The fucking meters don't work on Saturdays." I'm like, "What? <laughs> oh, really? I don't even know about that one. Fuck. That's a good deal. Uh, the one over what? Not Folsom and Third. Yeah, Folsom and Third. That place is usually what fourteen bucks on the weekends. I thought the place underneath the Thai restaurant. There's that one, and then there's one across the street. Uh, or is that the Thai restaurant? The outdoor. Where, the outdoor. Where the Go indoor. Dog Go used to be, wherever it was. Or Hot Dog, or whatever the fucking. What Up Dog? What Up Dog, that it. That's it's, it. That's still there. That building? Yeah, that place has a parking garage in it. It does, yeah, but the parking garage sucks. Oh, well, I didn't say it wasn't trick without its tricks. I do the one across the street. I've done that one, but they make you stay until 3 o'clock Monday through Friday. So there's that little caveat you got to be aware of when... Yeah, if you're doing the... Uh, if you're out early one day, you get to go watch a movie or pay 30 bucks versus 14 or whatever it is. Yeah, so that freaking thing. So I, I stayed there, what was it, Thursday night or Friday night? Thursday night. I parked in it. Thursday, I parked in there. 14 bucks, early bird special, you know, got out late. No problem. It's a little bit late. I got to go feed the dog, so I'm kind of in a rush, you know, because I don't like leaving my dog without food. That's always a humanitarian thing. I work thing. late. It's like, because I'm the only one home, so... So I, uh, so I'm, I'm in a bit of a rush. I go and pay my, uh, go to pay my, pay my bill because I got that automatic machine there. At that time, there's nobody else there, so I pay it. Stick my credit card in, approved. Hit the button for the receipt. Receipt comes out. My credit card comes out, and no ticket. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now what? Uh oh. So 
there's an assistance button. I call the assistance. And the thing's ringing, and the person answers, and they're like, hi, how can I help you? And then the machine spits out my card, right? So I'm like, well... It, it was it was it held about on my uh, on my card and now it's spitting it out so that should be good, no problem right? So hop in the truck, drive up, stick it in the machine, no good. Uh oh. You still owe money. Yes. So I go back to the machine. I stuck it in reverse and backed out of there before the car got behind me, and uh, whipped it into a spot jam over there. Call assistance. They're like, well, you're probably gonna have to pay it, right? So I'm like, okay. So I stuck the credit card in, paid it again. So I paid twice. So you got to pay twice. Yeah, and what, I, went, and I talked to the manager on Friday. No, because it didn't accept the first one. But I had a cre- I had a receipt that said that I paid it, and the other receipt said I paid it, and it was like within three minutes of each other. So <laughs> right? what a money maker that is for them, huh? So I talked to the manager the next day, and he's like, "Well, it's going to take eight to ten weeks to get your refund because we got to send it to fucking blah blah." What? blah. I'm like, "Well, what?" I'm like, let's work something out here, buddy. What time do you get off at? <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Can you just let me out the gate when I park here one day? <laughs> something, right? Just throw me a bone, bro. So he's uh, so he wasn't there this weekend, and then I rode the motorcycle today, so I didn't see him. So tomorrow's raining. It's supposed to rain in the afternoon, evening. Hmm. So I was probably going to drive that. But that place closes at a certain time, too. Yes, it does. I've had it where I had to sneak in behind somebody going in the garage and they were like calling the police over. And I'm like, hey, I just got off work. It's 1130 at night. My car's parked downstairs. I'm out of here. They're like, we're going to call the police. I'm like, well, you go right ahead because I'm going to leave because I'm tired. (laughs) I just did a 28 hour day or whatever it was. It was fucking insane. One of those insane day show, you know, crazy days, 16, 18 hour day, you know. Anyway, enough about work. Lots of motorcycle racing in the last week. Lots of good times there. It was just craziness at Daytona. Bubba Blackwell did his job. Wait till you hear about that one, George. I can't wait. I know, right? I uh, I saw what did I what was I reading up on this weekend? Oh, yesterday I found an article on uh, SB. I forget what the state. Two forty-eight or nine or something. No, like it's that? it's up there. It's like ten forty-nine or twenty forty-nine or something like that. So it has to do with uh, with drug tests in the state of California. So yeah. they're saying that if they require you to have a urine test and you're a medical patient with a with a active card, it shouldn't shouldn't make a difference. Because if you go drinking on your time off, it doesn't matter. Yeah, as long as you're. Uh... As long as you're, you know, sober within the last eight hours. <coughs> yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, that was always my bitch about it was, why don't they test what I've done in the last eight hours? You know, they're able to do that with a lip balm test or, you know, swab, whatever they call it. Supposedly, yeah. Supposedly, yeah. yeah. They, they readjusted this mic. She keeps pushing it further and further away from me, which is fine. But uh, I can't work the buttons in talking to the mic at the same time. <laughs> it is tricky. You keep fading in and out. Yeah, well, it's not in front of me, and the board is. Maybe you need one of those microphones that hangs from overhead. Maybe like you should shut the, the fuck guys up. KGL. <laughs> and that's not a maybe, really. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow. I love our Mondays together. <laughs> it's quality oh, time. Man. It really is. Yeah, it was just a long day. Uh, I've been a little nippy lately. I've been a. I wasn't happy yesterday. Work but I'm doing much better today. Work will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, else, what else did I do this weekend, man? Jeez, I was I was running around with my head chopped off with work, which was kind of crazy. But then uh, I didn't get a chance to go by and see mom. I didn't get a chance to work on the truck. I did ride the bike out and about a little bit. 
but that was just going point A to point B kind of things, you know. Yep. I took it out for a rip on Friday night because it was dry out, and I just kind of bombed around Lake Merced, and I think I stopped at stopped at Home Depot, just made an excuse to go out there and grab something, and then put it around the lake, and went up, went out towards the Great Highway. And there you go. Go see some ocean for a minute. Yeah, it was night. It was dark, so. Yeah. And I was in a rush to get home to make my lunch so I could go to sleep. There you have it. Yeah. Yeah. My big weekend was pretty much the parade and staggering through that and recovering from that. So It was a good-sized parade, man, because I went up good. there. I went up to Market Street at 12 p.m. at lunchtime. I jammed up there. Um, I didn't see you guys, and I saw, like, the second group in the, in the parade going by. So I walked down Market to 2nd Street, hooked a right, followed that all the way out past Folsom is where you guys were and you guys hadn't even started yet that's correct it went off late this year it was almost I think it was like noon before it went off for you guys yeah <coughs> yeah I mean there was time to go get mimosas and uh, bloody whatever the hell they are it, I don't started, this like, nasty it must start around 1130 because for them to get from down there to 4th street wouldn't have taken what time did we see you there 1230 or one um, it was 12.30-ish, a little after that, because I was heading back to work. And I didn't uh, realize, too, because I, I could see Moscone from where you guys were standing. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. I could have easily just walked up the block and spent the whole time there. But instead, I did the walk, because I thought you guys... Because last year, we were, like, the second ones in the parade. So I was like, wow. I didn't want to miss you. Yeah. Because I thought, well, if I run into him up there, then I can walk with him for a few blocks, and then I'll just kick, kick rocks, you know? Yep. I got to walk with everybody for a half block, and I had to hang left. Uh, Half blocks better than none, George. Too bad I wasn't leading. Take the what band. you can get. Could have pulled a Bluto Bukowski, right? <laughs> <laughs> I led the band right into a fucking alley, dead end alley, and marched them into the wall. <laughs> I haven't thought about that scene in forever. <laughs> and all the horn players followed right by. That wasn't even, that wasn't even John Belushi. That was like that, that squirrely looking dude. He was wearing like a bathrobe and fucking. <laughs> what you're supposed to do, you fucking moron? It was that moron. guy. The that guy, guy. From, the guy from Texas. He was great. Very funny man in real life, as I recall, too. What, what little I've read on him. I think he's passed away by now. Who knows, man? But, uh, yeah, good shit. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to say so. <laughs> Thank you.
it just began She wanted me to know what she didn't know herself Said I was one of my lovers Hey now, that's something else She played a vocal mission I played the cosmic heart Wanted to paint her picture She said, don't even start She said, love's like a drug And that this was chemistry But with these chemicals then How is this good for me? Her life gets better, she read Her man goes out of his head Like birds of a feather, so we bled Let's go together And she said, so what's the altitude? I said, it's out of sight What's with the attitude? And she said, it's alright So what's the altitude? I said, it's out of sight What's with the attitude? And she said, it's alright She said, let's get away now Let's go down by the bay She turned her hand my way now Watch out, what you say now? Now the things you've been through make it seem like nothing could ever really last forever But if you try, girl, we can do some things She gave me headphones, said, have you heard this sound? I think I've heard this one is totally underground I wouldn't let her go then, she wouldn't let me go Just ask the neighbors, man, it's unbelievable I played the morning rising, she played the setting sun She said she couldn't stay when her night had just begun So what's the altitude? I said it's out of sight What's with the attitude? And she said it's alright So what's the altitude? I said it's out of sight Without abandon, we dance, we party all night we made the perfect day when we played the night sun she said she couldn't stay when her night had just begun she wanted me to know what she didn't know herself said i was one of my lovers hey now that's something else we played a vocal mission to play the cosmic sky how can we make the distance you've always known my eye we're letting people know what what we now know ourselves that we are one of my lovers hey now that's something else she gave me headphones said have you heard this sound you know i've heard this one girl let's get out of town this love is like a drug and we bonded chemically we're letting you know better living through chemistry President, but hit funky president first, alright? Got it? Yeah.